0: Welcome to the Perth County Podcast. The podcast dedicated to providing you with the insights, tools, and best practices to help your business prosper in Perth County. I'm Sarah Franklin, and today I had the chance to connect with Gemma Mendez-Smith, the Executive Director for the Four-County Labor Market Planning Board. The Planning Board is an organization that has expertise in labor market information and workforce development initiatives. They were the lead organization to bring the connect to skills program to Perth County. The program works to connect employers and workers, as well as develop a skilled workforce from local residents for jobs in both manufacturing, hospitality and tourism. Welcome to the show, Gemma. Thank you very much, Sarah, really excited to be here today. We're glad to have you on. So can you tell us a little bit about the Four-County Labour Market Planning Board and your role as Executive Director? For
1: sure. Uh, the four-county labour market planning board is one
0: of 26
1: workforce planning boards across Ontario. And we're all tasked with the the job of understanding, researching uh, the local labour market for our four communities of Bruce Gray here in Perth, for, in our instance, and sharing that out to the community so they have information when they're looking for it to support their funding proposals or to support um planning, uh, planning documents that are directly related to workforce development. So in our instance, we serve uh, the four counties of Bruce Gray, Huron and Perth, and uh, very, very happy to be able to do that and form partnerships through the work that we do here at uh, four counties.
0: And you have a really interesting program that's been ongoing for some time called Connect to Skills. Can you tell our audience about that? Yes,
1: so the Connected Skills is our branded name for a project that is funded by the Ontario government through the Skills Advance Ontario pilot project. And so the program is funded and supported through both levels of government the Ontario government and the Government of Canada. And there are several. So SAOs, what they're called uh, Skills Advanced Ontario Projects across Ontario. And uh, so connect to skills being the locally branded product, um, has been operating since 2017 in Perth County. And in fact, this, this, this program and project was birthed in Perth County for this region and for four-county labor market planning board. So, you know, when we talk about uh, what we've been doing with connect to skills our roots really started here in Perth County.
0: And what are the goals of Connect to
1: Skills? So the Connect to Skills program is all about sector-related training. So for the program to be successful, we need to be connected with the community of employers that are needing help with their workforce. And for the work, the participants, the, the work job seekers, they are the ones that are farthest removed from the labor market. And what that means is they may have a few things that keep them from the labor market, and we call those barriers to employment. And so when we're working with these individuals, first of all, we find out from the employers, what is it that you absolutely need in in this training and in that person as a staff member and uh, uh, to join your workplace? And in our training and the development of our curriculum through that input, we're able to help individuals gain those skills. Additionally, we are able to support both both employers and participants as they enter the the job relationship. And, uh, you know, for our participants, some of them may never have worked before, they have maybe been out of the workforce for a long time. And so we're there to coach and mentor once they've gained the skills that the employers are looking for. And with the employers, we're also there to coach and mentor. If you haven't been working with individuals that have struggles retaining employment, then we are able to help and coach managers in workplaces on how to work with individuals in that particular, uh, you know, part in their life. And so when we look at both sides, we want to create that relationship that really helps success on both sides. And really, that's the main goal of the Connect to Skills through the, the Skills Advance Ontario Programming.
0: So for somebody who enrolls in the program who's maybe been out of the labor market for some time or is, is uh, looking to gain employment or, or gaining some of the training, what does the program look like for them um, as they move through it? it's very
1: exciting first of all
0: <laughs> and i think the reason why i say
1: that there are several components to the program that make it exciting so you're hearing there's going to be training it's nothing like school where you you know there is some classroom components and actually with uh, co- the introduction of covid or uh, not the introduction but the as covid progressed through uh, we had to change the way we were doing business so in 2017 when we introduced the program in perth county We had a classroom where we were delivering in class sessions, but we had a lot of variety where people would be introduced to standing on the job, for instance, they would be introduced to dexterity type activities. Because uh, one of the things I didn't mention yet is that we serve both manufacturing and hospitality and tourism employers. So in manufacturing, for instance, our, our employers told us we need people that have manual dexterity. So we introduced you know nuts and bolts and Lego and things that really help them practice that that skill before they get onto the workplace. The other things that we might do in a classroom is for the afternoon, they may stand in their work groups. We want them to be familiar with the equipment and the PPE they're going to be using as they enter the workplace. And so when uh, we had the COVID shutdown, and since we've been operating within this COVID reality, we have introduced online training. And so it's a little bit different. Our curriculum is still covered. All of the certifications that people uh, would experience and receive is still covered. And then we are still supporting them in all the other ways in getting them those placements and helping them to be successful there. Uh, It might be more virtually where it's more emails and calls rather than face to face meetings, but still the support exists. And, um, And interestingly enough, We have for our online training, we have visual um, video teachings in the morning. So asynchronous and synchronous teaching. So people are able to have instruction time with facilitators and also um, consulting time one-on-one. And then they also have activities that they finish on their own. So we're really building their skills in, um, you know, Individual activity completion as well as teamwork development, and also really checking out. And so, for employers, we really are able to test if people are able to commit to a program, if they're able to complete the program, and all of the activities that are required to gain a certification at the end of this program. So, we are as, as much as we can within the limitations of ex- existing within COVID, we are still able to have those, those um, I guess, milestones met through, through the program.
0: So it's a really multi- multifaceted program for sure. How long does it take for an individual from start to finish before they're placed and active with an employer?
1: Well, it could be as short as six weeks. Or actually, it could be as short as four weeks, we are looking at extending the program and having a hands-on two-week part of the program. So we are looking at introducing things like for manufacturing. Um, we are looking at introducing things like trade math, blueprint reading, um, operating power tools. So our participants, because they have been barriered and maybe out of the workplace for a long time, we are giving them an opportunity to gain some of those hands-on skills before they enter the workplace. So, um, Currently, people can enter the workplace as soon as four weeks after their training. And for those employers that are really excited about the hands-on pieces, some of our participants will move on to that. And then part of that also, Sarah, is... Is dependent on the participant. And that's what I want to be able to share with job seekers who might look to engage with this program. If we find or the job seeker finds at the end of four weeks, they're just not ready. It could be other things that might be barriers. We help them work through that because we are actually connected to our participants for up to 12 months. So what we would do is really help gauge their entry into the workplace based on their comfort level. And of course, we challenge them to to move forward. But certainly, we also recognize that there are um, some limitations and we want to make sure that we're addressing those because the whole goal of this program is success on both sides. We have participants that will be successful and employers that find it a successful match when we place participants.
0: So you mentioned both manufacturing and hospitality tourism. Are there particular types of roles within either of those industries that this program seems to be more geared towards or that that you've seen a lot of success with?
1: Most of the employers talk to us about the hard-to-fill positions, and those tend to be on those entry-level positions. So we are looking at possibly being able to connect people to general laborer type positions. And we have had some of our individuals enter maybe a step up from that. And the interesting thing about that is the skills that people are able to gain through Connect connect to skills, will help them build skills that will take them through a career path within that industry or economy. So we are looking, many of our placements have been general laborers. We have placed people into a welding, entry welding position. We have placed people into quality control, depending on their level of capabilities and experience, maybe previous experiences they've had, and uh, the employer will determine how, that, how they enter. And for hospitality and tourism, very, very similar. The positions that they tend to be lacking are those entry-level positions, but um, always a possibility of training and really um, being able to career ladder through those positions as they enter those, those two economies
0: is there any cost to employers for participating in this or to job seekers who might be interested in accessing some of the training in this program no there's absolutely no cost this is fully funded by the Ontario and uh, the
1: federal and provincial governments Um, there are requirements however to enter the program and qualify for the program. And when a job seeker connects with one of our program coordinators, they can certainly find out. And the basic qualifications would be 18 years or older, uh, legally uh, entitled to work in Canada, and um, not in full-time school or full-time uh, or any other working arrangement, working less than 20 hours a week. So, although you might be working, if you're working less than 20 hours a week, you will you could still qualify. And then there are suitability uh, requirements as well. And those suitability could be around um, those, you know, those, the poor work history, the disengagement from the labor market for extended periods and other barriers. So when, when a job seeker connects with one of our program coordinators, they have an, uh, an interview, they have a discussion about how they fit, where they fit into the program. And what, and, and the main, one of the main goals really is what does the job seeker want? out of the program. And so if a job seeker comes to us and says, well, I'm really not interested, I'm interested in the training that you offer, but not necessarily working in any of those, uh, you know, in manufacturing or hospitality and tourism, then that would be a criteria that, that, you know, they don't qualify for the program. We are serving only a very niche market through this program, being um, employers in manufacturing, and participants who are looking to work in, in uh, sorry, in hospitality and tourism as well, and people who are looking to work in those two um, sectors and areas. And so, for employers to be engaged, really, we are looking for the employer to commit to that um, hiring of the participants that graduate from the program, and working with us to really help them um, integrate into the workplace. And it is a different. It's a different way of management style. And so we're hoping that um, our employers can work within that that, uh, training. So we also offer leadership training for organizations. And a lot of the research, as we have done through workforce planning boards, uh, on our board, through the Employer One survey, really told us that there were high quits within manufacturing. And I would also say within the sectors that make up hospitality and tourism. And uh, we wanted to kind of talk about you know, some people don't have the skills, the capabilities, we want to build those. But what could happen on the employer side that could also help keep, uh, retain employees? And one of the things that we did discover was that whole um, supervisory type training and leadership training could, it may not solve all of their issues for sure, but it could help in some of that retention. And that's one of the things that we also offer for free to employers within our program.
0: So you're addressing a number of different barriers, which is fantastic. Can you tell us about maybe one of the success stories coming out of this program? I know you've had a number of people um, who've gone from beginning to end at this point. I'm sure you have some some great stories to share about people who have found uh, employment successfully.
1: Yes, and we have t- lots of stories. But the one story that jumped to mind right away is um, one, so a lot of our participants are referred to us from OW, so Ontario Works Program. So Ontario Works Programs across our four county region are one of our partners, main partners for uh, people involved in the program, job seekers. And we had a young lady that came into our very, very first cohort. So everything was new. What we were doing was new. What, um, what the curriculum was new. And that, at that point, actually, our curriculum was six weeks. So we had a six-week curriculum program. We had the two-week placement. And that young lady was, is still working at that employer, So she started working right after her her training ended around November of 2017, and she is still working with that employer. And uh, we have many other stories like that. But one of the things, and why that story jumped to mind, is when we came back, when we pulled our participants back for graduation that year, one of the things that she mentioned was, You know, I am so happy to be part of this program. And to be working mostly was what she was excited about because her biggest thing was that this year I can give presents to my family and it'll be my own money that's buying those presents, you know? And it was just, it it made us all kind of well up to kind of the, pr- the pride in her voice and um, to be able to accomplish this. And that's the kind of, um, result we're looking for. We don't need to be proud of our participants. Our participants need to be proud of themselves. And if we can get them to that, you know, sometimes when life and we know this, I've experienced it, when life isn't going the best for us, there's nothing that we see in our life that we should celebrate or be proud of. And if we can take someone from you know that feeling of what do I have to celebrate to even if it's just one thing that they can celebrate about what they have accomplished because we are there to guide them. That's all we're there to do. And they take the big steps of learning, of implementing that learning, of then going into the workforce and then being able to retain that job. And if we are able to help them on that pathway, we're just there behind them, you know, just cheering along and they're the ones doing the hard work. So we want to be able to celebrate those successes with them. And, and hopefully we have started a trend with them that they can continue to celebrate all of life's successes because there's are so many many things that we're able to celebrate and sometimes we just don't see it. So our goal is really to help people see what they can accomplish in their own lives and make them help them to be proud of themselves.
0: That's great, and and you really do support them from beginning to end and beyond once they're in the workforce for, you said, a year afterwards.
1: Yes, up to 12 months after they've finished their placement, we are with them, and um, and really, we engage with them the way they want to. Some people are, you know what, this is all I needed from you, I'm good. We check in with them every, th- we check in with them three, six, and 12 months just to make sure that things are going well. But if within that time frame. Um, they something comes up. Let's say, you know, the job didn't work out or six months later, they wanted to make a change and they could come back to us and let's talk about what else is in your future. Uh, they don't need to go through training again, of course, but our role is more supportive than finding out what they want to do. If it's within the same um, areas that we support manufacturing and hospitality and tourism, we continue to support them. We have had participants say, you know, I've tried it It's just not for me. Is there something else I can do? If it's outside of our scope of delivery, then we will refer them to another employment service provider. And in Perth County, that would be either Partners in Employment or Conestoga Career Center. But if they want to continue with with employers within the areas that we serve, then they will just stay with us.
0: So, I guess there's really two pieces uh, about finding information about this. There's those who might be interested in participating in the training as a job seeker, but also employers who might be having trouble filling specific positions and want to reach out about uh, participating as an employer. How, would, how do people go about that? What, what is the best way for folks to contact you?
1: Uh, well, the best way they can call our office. We have an 800 number, 888 774 1468. They can also uh, um, check us out on Facebook. We have two Facebook pages, one for here in Perth, because the manufacturing program serves both counties. Uh, actually, the bo- both programs serve all four counties. So we serve Bruce, Gray, here in Perth for all, bo- both programs, manufacturing and hospitality and tourism. So if you search Connect to Skills, on Facebook, you will see our contact information and you can contact, connect with our um, program coordinators. One of the things that employers also would be very interested in is our incumbent training. And uh, so we have incumbent training that we offer to employers who might need, you know, if they have staff that they need a little bit of certification for onboarding, if they have staff that, you know, it's a little bit shaky, we need them to learn about, you know, one of the aspects of soft skills, whether it's team teamwork or, you know, uh, soft skills and uh, those essential skills like communication, working with others, we can work with their with their already hired staff on those pieces. And uh, so employers can also call us about the uh, incumbent training, which we are also Um, It's also free of charge for employers. We do have a limited number of spaces for the incumbent training, but certainly they can contact us. Like I said, call us at our 1-800 number 888-774-1468 and uh, let us know you're interested in Connect to Skills and our staff here at the office can direct you to the right person or have the right person call you back.
0: So I know you run several intakes of this program throughout the year. Is there another intake coming up for either the hospitality or um, manufacturing um, streams of this?
1: Yes. So our, manu- our hospitality and tourism program, the next intake, actually the next teaching starts in September 14th and runs till October 9th. So we would currently be doing intakes uh, for that start date and then manufacturing starts on September 21st and runs till October 16th. Now the manufacturing program will be a six week program because we will be introducing those hands-on pieces. And we're really excited and proud to say that we are partnering with the technical training group which is also in Perth County, serving Perth County and area. So uh, the hands-on, those pieces that we talked about, trade math and uh, blueprint reading and and a couple of others will be delivered by the technical training group for our program. So anyone starting our program on September 21st for manufacturing will be in the program for six weeks and then they'll go out to work in a placement for an employer in Perth County.
0: Great. But if an employer wants to reach out to you at any time, um, you're always looking for new employers to participate and, uh, and take some of your students.
1: Absolutely. And the additional pieces, if an employer finds themselves in need of that incumbent training, please reach out. Uh, one of our, you know, one of the things, so for instance, um, and this is on my screen right now because someone found a job there, Montfort Dairy Online. So, so actually, Montfort cheese, I believe, is, is the actual, um, so they do artisanal cheeses. And of course, you know all about them. But, uh, you know, for instance, if they, because of what they do, they're manufacturing. But interestingly enough, I would suspect that some of their partici- their workers would need something like, say, food handling. Because they are not just manufacturers, they're manufacturing food. So it would be a benefit for their staff to have something like, say, food handling. And so that could be something that the employer reaches out to us for, to say, you know, um, here's, here's our situation. Here's what we think, or even if you don't know what you might need from us, reach out and talk to us about that because we may be able to have something that suits your needs quite well. So, you know, I, I just thought about that was on my screen and I thought that would be a good example of how an employer could engage with us through this program.
0: Great. And there's lots of ways that it sounds like you can customize the training to really fit what they need. Yes, So we've talked a lot about connect to skills, but I know you have more than that going on. Is there anything that employers or job seekers or just general public should keep an eye out for that that you're working on at the four county labor market planning board? Yes, we're always working on some things. <laughs> and you know that, Sarah, but thank you for asking the question. And
1: we have several research projects that we are doing this year that are very, that are, that is going to impact both employers and job seekers. So the first one is we're doing some research around the, the worker impact, um, the COVID imp- worker impact survey that we're doing, and really wanting to find out uh, with the, with the it, uh, with uh, the development of COVID nineteen and all the things that have happened, what how that has how has that affected our workforce? And we've got a lot of surveys that have happened for employers. We wanted to know the other end, so we can match those two um, experiences. The second thing we're doing is some research around precarious employment, and you know as it relates to our region. And one of the things we know is there's. Precarious employment is is, is a broad term that's used. What we wanna do through this research is really narrow down and and define what that looks like in our region, and then talk about what what does the data show for precarious employment. But then the one that employers are going to be very interested in is we are involved in a regional project. And that regional project is is um, scenario-based planning for COVID-19. And it's a new kind of concept, but what the Western Region Workforce Planning Boards, and that's nine boards in the region, what we want to look at is what are the possible scenarios for you know, business and workforce development post COVID. And, and while we know that we may not be able to figure this out, it's an ever moving target. We thought that by putting some thought into it, at least we're not starting with a blank slate. We're not saying, Oh, my gosh, now it's over. What does this look like? What does the new reality look like? So that's what we're involved in right now. And we would be looking for employers to kind of tell us, give us some information. There are several um, key factors that have been identified. We need our employers in our region to be able to really help us narrow down and prioritize what those key factors could be, and or will be, and then build some scenarios around that. So that project is a specially funded project through the Ministry of Labor Training and Skills Development for workforce planning boards to deliver. And we will be doing that work over the next little while. In addition, we are also talking to employers who have responded to our employer one survey in the past and want to know. um, So now we have five years worth of data, and we want to be able to talk to them about that. And I know it sounds like a lot but what we are working with right now Sarah is to see how we can combine those two uh, focus group sessions that we want to have with our employers so we're not asking them to come out to more than one event. So we are looking at how can we ask all of the questions we need to in a time sensitive manner and uh, in in a finite time as well and get employers to be engaged. So if employers can keep that in mind, we certainly want to hear. Employers in Perth County were amazing when we did our in-demand skill trades survey and study last year. And so they are very actively engaged in in, I think, in discussions that really affect their business and their workforce. So we look for that similar kind of engagement this year as we move forward.
0: That's great. And if if employers are interested in keeping an eye out for for these opportunities to to voice their opinions and concerns and give you this information, um where's the best place that they can keep an eye out for these when they're when they're launched and these opportunities come about?
1: we we use social media a lot so we do have the four county labor market planning board facebook page we also are we have a presence on linkedin four county labor market planning board as well and uh i have a presence on on twitter you know gemma at FCLMPB. so we want to make sure that they're getting connected but if an employer hears this and thinks i really want to know what's going on with that that survey, that study, I want to be involved, they can contact us again by our, you know, through our phone number and um, we will certainly get back to them. We don't, we, we will be putting things out, but if employers feel they want to be uh, connected, we certainly want to hear from them. And I know you're going to put that information out again, but it's 519, no, sorry, that's the, the, la- yeah, the main number. Uh, our toll-free number is 888-774-774. 1468 and they can visit us at planningboard.ca where they can get a lot of our previous research pieces where they can see the kind of work that we do and then they'll be able to contact us there as well.
0: So before I let you go I'm going to ask you the same question we ask everyone which is Mm -hmm. what is one of your favorite things about Perth County?
1: I would say the the entrepreneurship and small business spirit that exists within Perth County. And um, and the reason why I say that is every time we're in Perth County, whether it be um, Shakespeare or Mitchell or Listowel, you know, there's something happening. And I, I know I might've missed a few, but there, and everything in between, um, there there's so much to discover in Perth County. And we recently discovered, you know, the pies from Shakespeare. And my son actually introduced us to the pies. Uh, he happened to, to go into the store when he was down that way for work. And now that he's, he's moving away, I'm sad that I won't be getting pies as often. <laughs> but but it's, that, it's that entrepreneurial spirit in Perth County that keeps it alive and uh, exciting to visit. And I've had lots of friends that have visited in, in Perth County. And you know, when I look at Facebook remarks, they had such a fantastic time discovering the county and all the beauty that, uh, that exists within. And I think those are the favorite parts for me. Um, when, I, when I discover something new in Perth County, it's always fun and, and um, exciting to, to know about it.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time today, Gemma.
1: Well, thank you very much, Sarah, for the opportunity to share. And we look forward to people reaching out to us and really forming great partnerships.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's episode. The information on how to reach today's guest is available in the episode notes. If you found this information helpful, please consider sharing and make sure you subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with all the latest. You can find more information on our website at perthcounty.ca and by searching for Perth County on social media. To reach us, send an email to ecdev at perthcounty.ca. That's E-C-D-E-V at perthcounty.ca.